1: That's what happens when Ian Fitzsimmons leaves me unsupervised on a Friday.
2: I didn't hear the last part where you said, <laughs> and I quote, the NBA in season tournament is like hot sex to me.
1: I don't know how much our bosses appreciated that, but I bet Adam Silver did.
2: <laughs> Wow!
1: If you missed any of that, you can always check out the podcast (laughs) on the ESPN app. That's how you get podcast numbers to spike. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can find me at Amber W Sports. You can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. Uh, Not very sexy. The New York Jets so far in this Monday night football game. The Chargers up 14 zip on New York. And the Jets have looked pretty atrocious.
2: Yeah, so far. I mean, so um, as we get away from eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven, whatever. Uh, look, yeah, it, this 1-900. is one where <laughs> you dial that number she gave out. You better have your credit card. Uh, Zach Wilson has to take care of the football. Has a strip sack fumble by Joey Bosa, which Harry Black, who played O line at Illinois, I am saying that, that these kind of things eat him alive. Our producer tonight here on ESPN Radio, as a former offensive lineman, the worst thing you want to see is the same dude sacking your quarterback then stripping the football, then recovering it. Uh, That's that's like you might as well throw up on your cleats, right? And, (laughs) Harry, you were talking about that earlier. Uh, Just before we get to the rest of the game, where Darius Davis has an 87-yard punt return for a touchdown, Austin Eckler's got a tud, Chargers lead 14-zip. As a lineman, is that your worst nightmare? Same dude, your guy, sacks, strips the ball, recovers it.
0: Yeah, because that means that, A, you blew it you let your guy get to the quarterback the one job you have on a pass play is to make sure that doesn't happen and then if he swats the ball away if the ball's on the ground you got to get on the ball I don't care how many other defenders are going after it you got to get get after the ball and if you know if a linebacker comes and gets it if a cornerback comes and gets it that sucks just but if, not your guy but if your, so let your guy, guy get- <laughs> swatted the ball away and you let him get it that's a triple negative on that play.
2: <laughs> That's not going to look good on the grade. No, no, that is going to
0: look abysmal. <laughs> you got to do anything. You got to kick him. You got to scratch him. You got to pull his helmet. You got to get that ball back.
2: Oh, man. And and, and they didn't. So here we are. And, and look, Amber, we talked about it before the game. For people just tuning in, Zach Wilson, take care of the football. And for the Chargers, Keenan Allen's got to be a beast with Palmer and Mike Williams being out for the Chargers, at wide receiver. And as you pointed out, get Austin Eckler the ball in space. They have, they have and hence, a 14-0 lead right now. And I want to know, bet to your hands bleed so far, we had the Chargers plus a half a point in the first quarter. We'll take the dub.
1: Yeah, it felt like some of those pieces really got cooking last week against the Bears. It feels like Austin Eckler is finally healthy this season. Five years or Five carries, 27 yards, and a touchdown so far today. Justin Herbert, is 6 of 11 for 53 yards so far. We will continue to keep you updated throughout this game. There's still a lot of football left to play in this one, so it ain't over yet by any means for the New York Jets. over 12 minutes left in the second quarter in this game. Let's talk about, though, what's happening right now in the world of college football, and I don't mean that awesome slate of games that we got on Saturday. I mean the latest with the Michigan sign-stealing scandal. The Big Ten formally notified Michigan That it could be facing disciplinary action from the league that is according to our very own adam rittenberg and sources telling espn the big 10 sent a letter to michigan which is part of the big Ten's sportsmanship policy which requires a notice of disciplinary action in the event it becomes clear that an institution is likely to be subjected to disciplinary action so in this case the big 10 feels like it is likely that Michigan is going to be subject to some sort of discipline and they're letting them know. Michigan has until Wednesday to respond to this, probably deny the allegations and we'll move forward from there. Michigan has made it pretty clear in the press that it intends to take some legal steps if in fact if in fact disciplinary action is instituted.
2: And we we encourage everybody to go and read Adam Rittenberg's piece on ESPN.com or you can follow him on Twitter at, at Adam Rittenberg ESPN because it, it, it answers a lot of questions. One that I had was, would this be the Big Ten coaches, the Big Ten athletic directors, the Big Ten chancellors and presidents trying to go after Michigan uh, as far as the Big Ten championship game and a college football playoff berth, saying basically, you're done. Well, because that to me – would be punishing the players, the kids who have done nothing wrong, and Adam pointed out in his piece, and when he joined us earlier today or tonight, that, that they're going after Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh. He is the target of this, you know, potential suspension and uh, against the league sportsmanship policy. That would be a two-game suspension and a ten thousand dollar fine. But you can go to the Joint Group Executive Committee, which includes officials from several Big Ten schools to get a major disciplinary action involved. They could could say, you know what, you're done for the rest of the season. You're not coaching the Big Ten championship game. You're not going to be able to coach in the college football playoff, which if you're Michigan, you could fight that because the college football playoff has nothing to do with the NCAA.
1: Most like, well, nothing to do with the Big Ten, right? So, the or Big the Ten, NCAA, the NCAA right. and,
2: and the Big Ten have nothing to do with the college football. Right?
1: Playoff. It's all independent. Correct. And so, if, if this is just so far the Big Ten flexing its muscle, then it wouldn't necessarily have authority over the college football playoff. Now, what does that mean for the college football playoff committee? And, and does this extend the NCAA and then the college football, it, it, you know, playoff? And then we're getting into a whole different ball game than currently where we are. But where we are at step one is that the BEG-10 is very seriously considered disciplining Michigan because of the allegations that are swirling with the signed stealing scandal. And we knew this was coming, Ian. I mean, this is not surprising in any way that there would be ramifications from all of these allegations that have been levied against Michigan. We saw Michigan fire the staffer that these allegations circle around, but we knew that wasn't going to prevent any sort of disciplinary action. And when this thing first started, you and I had discussed, at first it felt like, Everyone does it. You know, everyone goes five miles over the speed limit. And then it started getting a little bit like, well, maybe they're going, you know, Wait, it's using technology to film? Over the speed or, yeah. limit. We're like, hey, not
2: everyone does that. It now is. we're driving a Lambo in a neighborhood going 180, right? right?
1: Yeah, uh- like, hey, we're starting to get uncomfortable here with the thing you know maybe not everybody's doing that maybe not every everybody's hiring people and venmoing them from personal accounts to pay them to go to games and using spy glasses on the sidelines and the craziness that has been alleged against this program overall and so now we're here where there might be disciplinary action but like you said they would want it to focus more on the coaching staff which makes sense But the thing that you always have an issue with when you're talking about the NCAA or, or any of these these leagues is that when you're going to issue the discipline, how do you just make it count and how do you make it truly count against that coach now? Well, the evidence is overwhelming
2: right now. I mean, the evidence is overwhelming.
1: Right, but my point is your power is limited, right? I mean, if you're the Big Ten, sure, you can suspend him for the two games or whatever, but how much does it really impact things if he then goes and leaves for the NFL anyways? And is there anything that can be done if he goes and leaves for the NFL anyways, right? This is what we see happen all the time, where it's the coaches that do some violation, and then the program ends up suffering the consequences and a lot of the times it's kids like a generation later I mean it's kids like three years later that end up actually feeling the brunt of the punishment
2: well and that's the other part I mean and that's why I want to emphasize in Rittenberg's piece the Big Ten is looking to go after and discipline Harbaugh not the players not the team and Harbaugh was posed that question today at, at, at his press conference you know his reaction to all of this and how much does this bother you here's the head coach of the Wolverines
0: Nobody's, uh wants criticism or, you know, and that's why I work so hard to do everything right on and off the field in that way for a long time, you know, since, since I was 22 years old. But if the criticism is directed me and not on my adolescent kids at home or the players on the football team, then I'm okay with it.
2: Tries to do the right thing, Amber, since he tries was 22. To
1: try. He didn't say he does the right thing. He just said he tries to do the right thing.
2: Look, He's he's coming under fire because he should. Bottom line, and one of my favorite things I saw this weekend was at New Mexico, before their game, on their jumbotron, they put up this message, and the message read, "Please, we are pleased to welcome Connor Stallions." It's funny. <laughs> funny is funny. Lobos, funny. well done, well done, because that's damn funny. Very creative, not good job, great job out of you guys.
1: Got to like the sense of humor. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, let's look back at some of the best games from yesterday. There's a couple big ones we still haven't gotten to discuss. Amber and Ian is on ESPN Radio.
0: Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets Signature 8 Corner Pizza and get $5 off with code 8Save. That's the number 8, SAVE. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: Rolling along here on Amber and Ian, you can find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Chargers up still right now on the New York Jets 14 zip on Monday Night Football. The Jets have the ball. They're trying to drive down the field, doing so quite successfully at the moment. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save. 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. But let's talk about some of these other Week 9 matchups from yesterday. And boy, were there some big games. Ian, we haven't even talked about that little game over in Germany. I've been avoiding it all show long. That little (laughs) game over in Germany that kicked off the morning. The Chiefs end up getting the best of my Dolphins, 21 to 14. But I got to be honest, as a Dolphins fan, I didn't walk away from that thing. That deflated... Because the Dolphins clawed all the way back in the second half. Now, the first half was was brutal. I mean, just absolutely brutal. And the Dolphins didn't look like they belonged on the same field as the Chiefs. And then you go out in the second half. They make some adjustments there. I give them a lot of credit for staying in it, being able to claw their way all the way back. And that game ended. One minute left. The Dolphins, 30-yard line. One bad snap away from being in a position to tie that thing up. I mean... The Chiefs are a great team. The game was in Germany. It was early in the morning. I don't know what that has to do with anything over here. It just felt different.
2: It, well, try being where I was. That damn thing <laughs> kicked at 630 Pacific. I'm waking up in Vegas at, on three hours of sleep to watch the thing. I'm wait, what? What time? Huh? Why is my <laughs> alarm going off? Oh, yeah, we got Kansas oh, City oh. and Miami. Son of a... Well, it came down to one big play. And the Chiefs made it, and your fish didn't. And that's Tyreek Hill... Left boundary, strip sack, a mm. phenomenal heads up play by McFadden tosses it to cook, high steps it down the sidelines, touchdown ball game. That's when that game changed on a dime. and it, it was exciting to watch because it wasn't what I expected. I, I expected you know a hell of a lot of offense and luckily I didn't bet the total uh, thankfully, but 2114 is your final and if you'd have told me that you're going to hold Patrick Mahomes to a buck 45. I'm telling you, the Miami wins a football game. The most underrated aspect about Kansas City is their defense. If they're going to go back and win another Super Bowl, it's going to be not just Patrick Mahomes and that offense, but they are are arguably the most underrated unit in the National Football League. And they're overshadowed because of the guy that wears 15, but damn, they've got some boy-dog warriors on the other side of the ball. And young and ones. Young they ones. They do too. have
1: that. They were able to disrupt the best offense in the National Football League, right? Everybody says that about the Dolphins, and the Dolphins offense did not look the same against that Chiefs team. And sure, it's a story of the Dolphins this season, where people are going to continuously point out that the Dolphins can't beat the good teams because the Truth is the Dolphins have not beat the good teams that they have played. Now, I would argue that they have also played arguably the three best teams in the NFL. And if you're going to lose games, it's better to lose to those teams in the regular season than the other teams, right? That they should be beating and handling. They are handling business against the teams they're supposed to handle business against. But those teams don't include the Chiefs the bills and the Eagles. So we'll see here what happens the rest of the way for the Miami dolphins. I am far from hopeless coming off of that game, but Hey, the chiefs won. I'm sure when James Steele, our producer returns, he got out sick today. I'm sure when he returns, I won't ever hear the He's end of still it. Hung over. That's probably true. Actually. <laughs> he said he caught whatever his kids bring home. Cause yeah. James has three little ones. Uh, yeah. No, you're probably right. What he probably caught was the chiefs win at 9. AM. So he, he already was just – didn't know good. how to handle it.
2: Speaking you know? of little ones, we, got, we had the privilege of getting some analysis from your son, Cullen, who's four.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, hey, how was mom on Sunday morning watching her Miami? Mad? What was she saying? He caught himself, and he goes, shoot.
1: I was very proud a lot. <laughs> that the word that came out of his mouth that little mama shoot. was saying to, the, shoot. to the television <laughs> during, during Dolphin's so Chiefs was Shoot. I was, like, I, was, yeah. I was telling
2: Rachel, get I'm it back up mom. and start rolling on Cullen, who's just ratting on mom right now. It was absolutely There was a lot of shoots going
1: on. There was probably some of that <laughs> other word as well, but he knew. He knew he wasn't allowed to say that word. Let's move on. To some of the other games that didn't break my heart in the NFL. Let's talk about Bengals Bills 24 18. Did you stay up for this one? Because this was brutal with the time change.
2: Yeah, I was giving the Mandalay Bay about 500 bucks in watching this game. So, uh, you know, I, I never play craps with Mark Castershire. It'll, it'll go quickly, uh, whatever bankroll you bring into a casino. Uh, so, yeah, I was up for it, um, obviously being out in Vegas uh, for Raiders and Giants at a red-eye after uh, after the game. So had about four hours to kill. Gave the uh, good people and the taxpayers of Nevada some of my money. Naturally. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you'd rather take it, but uh, we, we left some and made a contribution. But, yeah, Bengals, <laughs> Bills. Charitable contribution
1: yeah, to you know all right. that is Las Vegas. Hey, you know Tell what, you. Ian? We have all been there. There's been a lot oh, of contributions. Yeah, We've all been there.
2: Had two good, great weekends there in the XFL, and they got some of it back from me. And as it, it always happens, and they always. always will. But look, Joe Burrow and the Bengals are playing some of the best football right now in the league uh, on in every phase, all three phases. They are a complete football team. And t- if it's not, look, if it's not Jamar Chase, if it's not Boyd, it's Higgins. And if it's not Higgins, it's Boyd or Chase. And if it's not Chase, then it's Boyd. I mean, it, they are just loaded, absolutely loaded. And Joe Burrow... He had a funny line in, in post game when he was posed the question, "You know what's the biggest difference between right now and where you were a few weeks ago? And he said, quote, I can run, end quote. And he's a complete football player again. And that defense is stalking dudes, sideline to sideline. And they got after Josh Allen, beyond impressive by the Bengals.
1: The first time I ever went to Vegas, I was 21 years old and I won. And my brother warned me, no, that's what they do. Cause they know like they, you know, there's probably some face recognition software. You walk into Las Vegas they're like, Nope, this is a newbie. She's never been here before. And they're just, reeling you, in. you know, I won like, I won like 400. hundo, which seemed like at a, 21 Italian years of age. like four grand. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I was so excited and it's been all downhill since <laughs> the last almost 20 years. All downhill. since. I'm it's kicking
2: totally myself for not getting out of bed and going over because the Mandalay was the closest casino to where we were staying and going into the sports book and placing some wagers and then going, coming back over, going back to bed. I didn't do it. I'm an idiot because we had actually a decent day yesterday. Uh, but, we gave all of that what we would have won. We gave it right back on the craps table.
1: Right. Well, of course, naturally that's but what you it, do. Yeah, going back the, to our regularly scheduled the, program. The Bengals are the rolling. Are damn they good. are rolling. Joe Burrow was thirty-one of forty-four in that game, three hundred and forty-eight yards, two tutties. and it just feels like the Bengals are doing what the Bengals always do, where they start the season off slow. Burrow doesn't look right. And then they get going when they need to get going. Let's hope it's not too late for Cincinnati because this one, they really waited a while. They're really testing the patience of their fans. They really waited a while to get going, but suddenly they look like the Cincinnati Bengals team that everyone has fallen in love with these last few years. So they get the best of the Buffalo bills. The alarms will sound in Buffalo. Josh Allen was 26 of 38, 258 yards, one touchdown touchdown. One interception, coughing up the football. Frankly, nothing new there for Josh Allen. Eagles-Cowboys, we did talk a little about this one earlier. And the Eagles end up winning this one 28-23. Heck of a game. That was really my takeaway from this thing, was heck of a game. This is what we all wanted. As football fans, we all got what we wanted.
2: Yeah, it was an outstanding football game. And the Cowboys left eight points on the table by what? Eight to ten inches? right. I mean, six to eight inches. Rachel wants to correct us yeah, on that. Rachel, they right? Keep the little I mean, cackling so,
1: over there to a minimum, okay? Professional I mean, value. Yeah,
2: it was an outstanding football game. And a lot of people thought that, you know, the Eagles were going to just beat the ever loving snot out of the Cowboys, and it didn't happen. So when you leave eight points on the turf by that small of a margin, and Dak needs to know and have field awareness not to go out of bounds, not to have that foot planted out of bounds in the two point conversion. But he played an outstanding game. I don't think you can assign blame with the Cowboys. I think we have to give credit to the Eagles for finding a way to win at home, and they now have the best record in the NFL at 8-1. I
1: mean, he's a quarterback. He's not a receiver, right? I, I, I don't blame him too much for that field awareness. His, his foot was, what, two inches out of bounds there, yeah. but a phenomenal game otherwise, frankly, from Dak. Coming up next, what's a big deal and what's not a big deal? We'll let you know here on ESPN Radio. The Jets are on the board in Monday Night Football. They're going to head into the half in this game with the Chargers up 14-3. to took a while for the Jets to make an appearance there on that scoreboard, or there, if there is any further updates, we will, of course, keep you updated here on Amber and Ian. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. The Jets' performance so far, not a particularly big mm-hmm. deal. But let's find out what is, in fact, a big deal making headlines extra
2: extra read all about it but is it a big deal or not a big deal with amber and ian
1: harry black is kind enough to fill in for james Steele tonight james Steele, oddly ducking me even though the chiefs won against my dolphins on sunday it was a weird move by james but nonetheless glad to have you here harry
0: it's a uh it's a what's the term a a grown-up move on his part to uh, not rub it in your face this day after that win.
1: <laughs> you have him being mature?
0: Yes, yeah, a mature move. That's the word I was looking for. All right. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, I think he's just sick, for real. Because <laughs> otherwise, I think he'd love to be here oh, rubbing absolutely. my face like every... Minute of it,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah the kids are petri dishes, we all know that. And that, that flu bug is going around coast to coast, border to border. So hang in there, James.
0: All right, let's start in college football where USC has fired their defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch, after a 52 42 loss to Washington not like he did much better the last few weeks last week he gave up 49 to the cow golden bears so ian let's start with you first big deal not a big deal
2: yeah it's a big deal because lincoln rally had to had to fire one of his best friends you know they were together at oklahoma they came over together at usc but it was something that had to happen and i like alex grinch i've known him a long time going back to his days at washington state and i think he'll he'll figure it out and he'll have another job again because he has a damn good defensive mind it's just Things didn't click. You know, you're hitting the portal. You couldn't get guys to to buy. And there was one scene right there. Uh, and, and Harry, you understand this? have played college football, Amber. You understand this? Knowing 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 football. They gave up a touchdown in the in the far left corner of the end zone, blown coverage. And he comes out. And he's great. He goes. We were in batch. We were in batch. How did you miss it? Right. So I mean. One guy, 10 of 11, did their jobs. One doesn't, right? And bam, you're burned. But it happened week in, week out. And at some point, you've got to be able to teach the guys the game. And they weren't getting it, so this is a move that Lincoln Riley had to make. Grinch will get another gig, but guess what? You know who's on news? Guess who's up next? Oregon. At Oregon. That offense, just hung a 63-burger on Cal, Good luck. But to answer your question in a long fashion, it's a big deal.
1: On D-line coach, Sean Nua, an inside linebackers coach, associate head coach for the defense, Brian Odom, are going to serve as interim co-D coordinators for the rest of the season. They have a tall task. You mentioned there, Grinch not just gave up the the touchdown and not just the 52 points but 400 or 572 yards in that loss to Washington but really it was the total of the six games preceding that where USC gave up 41 points 41 points 48 points 34 points 49 points 52 points i mean It had to be done, but I'm sure that it was not easy. This relationship between Riley and Grinch, of course, dated back to when Riley hired Grinch at Oklahoma. That was following that 2018 season where he was tasked with rebuilding the Sooners defense. The duo then went on to win two Big 12 titles together and we reached the college football playoffs in 2019. So they have all that success in Oklahoma. It has been a very, very different story in Southern California. A, de- a change had to be made, but yes, it's still a big deal when, in fact, it was made.
0: Going back on what you said real quick there, Ian, you are 100% correct. There are some position groups, offensive line is one, secondary is one, where nine out of ten guys, five out of six guys, whatever it might be, all it takes is one guy not to do their job or to not do it correctly. Boom. And it looks like the whole position group doesn't do their job. Yep. So he could be doing a damn fine job out there just, you know, Just the luck of the card sometimes. All right. Speaking of the cards, that was completely on, not on purpose. Kyler Murray expected to start for the Cardinals (laughs) this weekend against the Falcons. Amber, big deal, not a big deal.
1: Yeah, it's a big deal. It's Kyler Murray. They got their starting quarterback back, right? They got their guy. I mean, it's a big deal. Ultimately, I think that although there's this, idea that the Cardinals are going to be looking to get rid of Cardinal Murray. I mean, frankly, right now, I don't think they could dump that contract if they wanted to. And we are talking about a player that at one point showed a ton of promise and a ton of talent and even spent a little part of a season there in an MVP conversation during his career and things went off the rail. And we know about the work ethic conversation and the clause in the contract and yada, yada. He got the bag. He got paid. There's been real injury concerns here and durability concerns with Kyla Murray. He's still a young quarterback. Ultimately, if there's some way to cultivate all that talent and make it work with this coaching staff that seems to be doing pretty well, frankly, for Arizona this season, then you make it happen and you make it work, Ian, and that's best-case scenario. Worst-case scenario is obviously that they have to move on and they find someone else eventually through the draft.
2: It's a big deal, I agree with you, Amber, because they can showcase him to other teams because he ain't going to be there next year if they can move him. You mentioned the contract. Let this sink in. For a guy who has work ethic issues, that's why that clause was put into his contract. Next year, he's owed over forty-two million dollars, thirty-seven million base, fifty a uh, five-point-eight million in signing. Twenty twenty-five, another eighteen million in base, and another five-point-eight million signing bonus. Twenty twenty-six, another twenty-two-point-eight million, another five-point-eight million roster bonus. But that's a hell of a lot of money. But who the heck for... wants to
1: take that on?
2: That's my point. They want to showcase him, and they hope he shines. And somebody, they're going to have to eat some of it, but they're hoping somebody will take the majority of it on. So, you so that's think why it's a big deal. So if he goes
1: out there and he balls out, like what was it, 2000, whatever season that was that he two balled out ago. the first he, half when of he that went season? To the playoffs. Yeah, it's all running together in my head now. So there you go. If he balls out like we saw Kyler Murray during that season, you're telling me that they're still going to trade him away? Like that's why I have a hard time believing this scenario because. On one hand, he doesn't ball out. Sure, they want to get rid of him, but nobody wants to take out on that contract. On the other hand, I feel like if he balls out, why are they going to bother getting rid of him?
2: Because of New everything staff. we talked about. Because of yeah, well, that's one. Yeah, but this, GM, can, this GM, this GM didn't draft him and give him that contract. This coach didn't want him or, or not want him. Didn't draft him and give him that contract. Right. And but if think this coach about it. can
1: cultivate that talent and doesn't seem to run into the work ethic problem because maybe that was a Cliff Kingsbury problem.
2: I'm not going to blame K2 on that. I mean, I, I, that's that the greatness comes from within. And if you're at home not knowing that the, you don't realize that when you touch that iPad, right, the train can track that, so you're playing video games, whatever you're doing, and every now and then you just flip a page and you're really not studying it, greatness comes from within. And he is so remarkably talented that he's gotten away with that. But not even having to study film.
1: Like you genuinely think Kyler Murray does no film watching at all and no studying and he is just coasted all the way to the NFL. It's 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 hard for me to believe at that position.
2: Why else would they put that into his contract that he is is it is mandated that he has to do so much film work away from the facility. I mean, the, You're not putting that in there unless, unless there's a reason for well, it. Well, and they
1: removed it, right? They removed the clause of the contract, it, because too. And because also it was would embarrassing. Have, and it would not have been enforceable, let's be honest. But regardless of all of that, but, yeah, I mean, there's it, clearly an issue there with at least the perception of the work ethic and where there's some... Where there's smoke, there's fire. And I'm not suggesting that he's the hardest worker in the room by any means. But I also wonder if some of that narrative spun out of control a bit because of the language of that contract and also because everybody sort of sunk their teeth in the video game component, which I think is a generational divide, frankly.
2: We can talk about this all fair. Trust me.
1: <laughs> all right. Moving along, Harry.
0: All right. On the other side of the ball, the Falcons are sticking with Taylor Heineke against the Cardinals. Big deal, not a big deal. Ian.
2: Uh, Yeah, well, yeah, it is just because Desmond Ritter, you know, you spent a second round pick on him and he had to bench him. Um, And Heineke put his team in a position to win. He did. And then the the literal rocket scientist where NASA sent out a tweet at Josh Dobbs who has studied at NASA and literally builds rockets. He is a rocket scientist. He, He finds a way to... Take his team, his team of four days, to a W against Atlanta. Uh, But Heineke, he's a gutsy player. He's a blue-collar guy, and he put his team in a position to win, therefore because Ritter has to sit again as a second-round pick. I think, yeah, it is a big deal.
1: It's a big deal, I think, from the Desmond Ritter perspective, more than even the Taylor Heineke perspective. Arthur Smith has been very mum about this. He's clearly tired of being asked about the quarterback positions. He has made it very, very clear that he doesn't want to do a quarterback carousel throughout the rest of the season. He doesn't want to have a two-quarterback system throughout the rest of the season. So he's going with the guy right now who he feels like gives them an opportunity to win and the better opportunity to win, which does not bode well for what you've seen from your high draft pick, right? And I think that really that's the bigger story here. And credit to Taylor Heineke, because like you said, the Falcons had an opportunity to win under his leadership, so now his head coach is rolling with him. I'm not sure that it says by any means that Taylor Heineke is the future in Atlanta, but I think it might say a thing or two about Ritter's.
0: All right, so this segment's essentially been big deal or big deal. So I'm gonna give you guys one that hopefully you both agree is not a big deal. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers throwing passes in Not warm-ups. a big deal. There we go. Uh, not
1: no. a big deal. Nobody <clears throat> care. Nobody should care at this point. I maybe Jets fans like this because it gives them hope. Hope. They have hope. I mean, they're down 14 3 right now to the Chargers. And sure, it would look better if, you know, the guy who's a future Hall of Famer was under center instead of the other guy. That goes without saying. But what's he going to look like even if he makes it back this season? The whole thing feels like a lot of showboating to me. And frankly, I still don't think he's making it back. I it, think it he look, just likes the attention.
2: It is remarkable. Well, one. It's a it's damn near a medical miracle that he's walking without a boot this this soon after oh my God, Achilles this medical surgery miracle
1: stuff like medical miracles uh, like you know having cancer and then you don't like uh, this medical miracle well, we're talking about getting literal, like an Achilles more, but this is what effect. that's what everyone's doing though with this Aaron Rodgers it's like all right uh, he's he's not Amber, walking on I, water he's uh, he has the best surgeon in the country and the best. Still when yeah, he's in the country. I don't care. Here I, I've
2: had 16 it's cuts Achilles. on my right foot. It is amazing. This soon after Achilles he said he's not even in a boot. I mean, it really is. I'm not joking.
1: Has anybody checked his shoes?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> How do we know that he has no special They're
2: shoes? They're hocus. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. But bottom I mean, it is impressive. It's beyond impressive. But is he coming back this year? I'd be shocked. But it's, it is a big deal. That he's on the bench helping coach. And helping point out little things to Zach Wilson, tendencies if a corners playing with inside leverage, whatever it may be, but the whole walking in and not having to take a card in, not a big bam deal as a matter of fact I'm tired of it.
1: You also don't want him rushing back and getting out there like you like the feel-good story of that except for then if he's out there and he has no mobility and he gets trucked right I mean we don't, you don't actually want him to get injured again if you're a, a jets fan like you'd rather him wait until the next season. <laughs>
2: I really don't <laughs> to want come in' care about the, the Chargers.
1: Well, there you go. So we're going to keep you updated on this Monday night football game. Speaking of these New York Jets, coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we will wrap things up down the stretch, keep you updated on this game. Chargers having a much better night so far than the New York Jets. Plus, of course, your favorite segment, Storytime with Ian Fitzsimmons.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling
2: gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast,
0: lunch, and dinner? Check.
1: Or Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm so used to talking about Aaron Rodgers right now. I have Aaron Rodgers on my mind. Arnold Schwarzenegger on the Manning cast, just feeding donkeys <laughs> while the Mannings <laughs> are interviewing him. Classic television over there That's on awesome. the Manning cast. That is they tremendous. are just making television gold. Who would have had that on their bingo card? Arnold Schwarzenegger feeding donkeys. The Chargers up right now. Monday night football on the New York Jets at the half. Seventeen to three, a late field goal there by the Chargers, a fifty five yarder from Camry Cameron Dicker as they went into the half. So the seventeen three, we will keep you updated. How are you feeling about your under?
2: Ah, uh, considering it was an 87 yard punt return for the chargers by Darius Davis uh, to make it seven zip and uh, both Wilson's Garrett and Zach had a fumble, which uh, one of those led it's to points.
1: Rough day from the Wilson.
2: <laughs> the Wilson brothers are having <laughs> a rough one there, kid. Um, I'm not, I don't feel great, but considering there was an 87 yard punt return and two turnovers, one of them setting up points. I mean, I'm, I'm checking the halftime line right now and I'll let you know. I'll, 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 I'll make it official. How good I feel. When we'll I see what the number is. Okay,
1: fair enough. Uh, so, if there's anything else to update, but most likely this game will be through the half. While Ian Fitzsimmons gets us updated on his weekend, he was Ooh. at college football at USC, Washington. You were covering the Raiders games. You drove from Los Angeles to Las Vegas because apparently they don't make airplanes now when you're doing the call for ESPN radio let's get some story time from Ian Fitzsimmons
2: it's story time with Ian Fitzsimmons Where's oh, your by the way, J. halftime J. number Ian? Jets my by one favorite by one and a half total 19 and a half I love that low number Harry Black I know you're in in, uh, in- Right there with me, rowing this boat. Uh, so there we go. 19 and a half hey is, a, is a total. So let's get low, man. I let's put, get low.
0: I put down a hefty $10 to Come win on. a hefty $19. let us go.
2: Let's get it, man. All right, here we go. So remember, when I talked to you on Friday, Amber, uh, I tweaked my back chopping wood. There's two things I will never, ever, ever pay for if I can avoid it. Someone cutting my grass and someone and paying for firewood. Growing up on a farm in Louisiana, it's just not going to happen. So the, the at cutting 51, the grass
1: thing, I, I can understand because as you age, you could even, I would imagine, get a riding mower, right? So there's Hell no, to I'm cut. not getting a riding mower. Oh, that, anyway. that's also sacrilege. Well, see, I, I don't mean, know it how all this the works.
2: Acreage. No, so I mean, I don't, I don't need a riding mower. It takes me two and a half hours. Yeah, but to, if you're like 90, you, you
1: can't yeah. be out there with a pushing mower, can you? No,
2: but I, I definitely shouldn't be out there with a 12 pound mallet. You're know, going to swing it and chop. Well, that's anymore, my point. That at
1: least with the cutting grass, I could see a way. I mean, with this chopping of the wood—it's good point, exercise. to need to Lord, put it down.
2: Lord knows I need the exercise. So with, with the bad back, two kids, the whole works, right? Uh, <laughs> we 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 begin the trip on the long flight to L.A. from Dallas. Check into and this is where we didn't belong. This is when we know things were going to go a little bit, ha- little little sideways. They put us up with the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills. Ooh, now, this, fancy!
1: Uh, our, this ain't <laughs> well, our that's crew. That's like Amber Wilson level right there. Yeah, like, this
2: this right? is what? your crowd, not ours, right? Our <laughs> crew is a blue collar working crew with <laughs> Kelly Stauffer, the former first round pick, the Seattle Seahawks. Right, so maybe he uh, like uh, Kelly uh,
1: Stafford's a little. I can imagine. I him hanging He lives out on police. a five
2: hundred acre farm in Nebraska. Speaking yeah, of farms, didn't get down but with four anyway, seasons. so our crew is in the lobby the morning of the game, right on sat- on Saturday morning. Uh, Our statistician, Keith Parsons, makes a 40-minute run to go get Randy's donuts. So we are down there eating, destroying apple fritters from world's famous Randy's donuts where all these health nuts are going through the lobby and the hoity toitys looking at these seven (laughs) idiots like, what in the hell? We're like in a three-point stance attacking buttermilks and, and apple fritters and you name it. And then Chris Fowler walks by sweating coming in from the gym, right? Like that's the difference between radio and TV. We're over here getting filthy fat and that dude's sweating in there, grinding and watching game tape. So that's number one. That's where the day started. Then the game kicks hell of a game Lasts about three hours and 15 minutes for, and which is pretty quick for a 52 42 game after the game, Instead of staying in L.A. and waking up at 5 a.m., which have been easy, get about about six hours of sleep, and then drive to Vegas for Raiders Giants, a bunch of Mensa members decided to leave right after the game and drive straight to Vegas, right? So Mm -hmm. we arrive around 1.30 with a pit stop in Barstow, California at In-N-Out Burger. Now, this is the epitome of health. Randy's Donuts for breakfast Mm -hmm. and then In-N-Out around midnight. Mm Mm-hmm. That's gonna keep you from seeing your shoes without a mirror. <laughs> I mean, and In-N-Out, by the way, the most overrated burger in America. I don't I will get say, it.
1: I will. I was. I could not wait to eat In-N-Out, and I too was a, a little You're bit like disappointed. paper thin. I, I, I not mean, get Everyone gets
2: the double double because guess what? That's the like a fries single are single.
1: Stringy, the burgers are paper uh, thin. I, don't
2: I mean, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we did that. We check in around one thirty in the morning. Then we go to the Raiders and and Giants, which obviously that was insane. I mean, you have Mark Davis leaving, and I would think Raider fans would be hating the guy for not keeping Rich Passaccia. And then he had to spend $85 million to fire his GM and head coach. And they're chanting, Thank you, Mark, to the point where I'm like, Did I just, was that thank you or something else, you, Mark? Right? But no, it was, I went and talked to a couple of the rowdy members of Ra- Raider Nation. It was a thank you, Mark, for not keeping a mistake in the building. Then after the game, which was a chicken kick, kicking 30 to 6. Mark Kesticher and I head over to the Mandalay Bay. We like, we gave the tax, at least I gave the tax paying, uh, you know, the, the the good people of, of Nevada about five hundred bucks because I played craps with Kestie. Now, were never play craps at the with Kestie.
1: Does ESPN put you on up on the Strip when you're in Vegas?
2: Yeah, we, yeah, we normally stay at ESPN, you know, friendly properties. So, but okay. I mean. We're up in Blackjack, and for some reason we get up from the Blackjack table and we go over to the craps table. I I don't understand why when you're on a hot table you never leave. We did. We got our our butts kicked in craps, and then go back to the hotel, pack up, head to the airport for a red-eye home. I'm about three hours of sleep right now. You want to ever see the most depressed, defeated group of humans on the planet I give you the Las Vegas airport on a Sunday night Mm -hmm. after a big event catching red eyes. I mean, these people are done. They are beaten. They are defeated. They are depressed, and they're coming up with every excuse you can imagine as to what they're going to tell their loved ones as to how they lost the college tuition. That was my trip. That's the weekend. There you go.
1: You could have hit up the gambling in the las vegas airport as well because they've got all the slot machines right there for you just in case just in case your fix isn't over brad's not putting a silver
2: coin down for me to make sure i'm a winner
1: i have never (laughs) i have never hit the slots or anything at the vegas airport i'm like that's too far it's too far (laughs) it's behavior only for the strip speaking of las vegas q myers that's where he's located also Emmett golden coming up next here on espn radio